0: ...much a part of our common shared lives can be entirely devoid of meaning, without a richness and a value of some kind. In her diary of 1929, Virginia Woolf described a sense of inner loneliness that she thought might be illuminating to analyze, adding, If I could catch the feeling, I would. The feeling of the singing of the real world as one is driven by loneliness and silence from the habitable world. Interesting, the idea that loneliness might be taking you towards an otherwise unreachable experience of reality. Not so long ago, I spent a period in New York City, that teeming island of nice and concrete and glass inhabiting loneliness on a daily basis though it wasn't by any means a comfortable experience i began to wonder if wolf wasn't right if there wasn't more to the experience than meets the eye if in fact it didn't drive one to consider some of the larger questions of what it is to be alive there were things that burned away at me not only as a private individual but also as a citizen of our century our pixelated age. What does it mean to be lonely? How do we live if we're not intimately engaged with another human being? How do we connect with other people, particularly if we don't find speaking easy? Is sex a cure for loneliness? And if it is, what happens if our body or sexuality is considered deviant or damaged? If we are ill, or unblessed with beauty? And is technology helping with these things? Does it draw us closer together, or trap us behind screens? I was by no means the only person who'd puzzled over these questions. All kinds of writers, artists, filmmakers, and songwriters have explored the subject of loneliness in one way or another, attempting to gain purchase on it, to tackle the issues that it provokes. But I was at the time beginning to fall in love with images, to find a solace in them that I didn't find elsewhere, and so I conducted the majority of my investigations within the realm of visual art. I was possessed with a desire to find correlates, physical evidence that other people had inhabited my state, and during my time in Manhattan I began to gather up works of art that seemed to articulate or be troubled by loneliness, particularly as it manifests in the modern city, and even more particularly as it has manifested in the city of New York over the past seventy or so years. Initially, it was the images themselves that drew me. But as I burrowed in, I began to encounter the people behind them, people who had grappled in their lives as well as work with loneliness and its attendant issues. Of all the many documenters of the Lonely City whose work educated or moved me, and who I consider in the pages ahead, among them Alfred Hitchcock, Valerie Solanus, Nan Golden, Klaus Nomi, Peter Hujar, Billy Holiday, Zoe Leonard, and Jean-Michel Basquiat, I became most closely interested in four artists, Edward Hopper, Andy Warhol, Henry Darger, and David Dwonorovich. Not all of them were permanent inhabitants of loneliness by any means, suggesting instead a diversity of positions and angles of attack. All, however, were hyper-alert to the gulfs between people, to how it can feel to be islanded amid a crowd. This seems particularly unlikely in the case of Andy Warhol, who was, after all, famous for his relentless sociability. He was almost never without a glittering entourage, and yet his work is surprisingly eloquent on isolation and the problems of attachment, issues he struggled with lifelong. Warhol's art patrols the space between people, conducting a grand philosophical investigation into closeness and distance intimacy and estrangement. Like many lonely people, he was an inveterate hoarder, making and surrounding himself with objects. Barry.